hallelujah. It <laughs> <laughs> oh, was the night before the end of Home for Hallmark. Oh, fudge. <laughs> <laughs> Except we didn't say fudge. <laughs> this is it. I could close my eyes and just go to sleep. And w- sleep all year? <laughs> With, yeah. <laughs> and wake back up? I'm about to go into <laughs> be like a bear and go to hibernation. Oh, God. I think people should hibernate in January. December, January. Sounds great. Right? hundred uh, percent. I mean, we shouldn't be farming, right? Because we're the harvest is over. What are people? Why are we working all the time? Just lay on just, the couch. Yeah, some hot cocoa with a lot of whiskey in it or creme de menthe, whatever you want. Alas. Alas. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. This is a very uneventful season finale. But, you know, we've had a lot of events. Yeah. Our, our, our opener was very eventful. Yeah. I mean. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we have lots to pe- of people to thank. So but many. We should do that at the end, though, right? We should. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, we hit 100,000 downloads this season. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's been eventful all by itself. Sure. In its own way. Mm-hmm. We, we topped the charts in the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> Those five Randomly. People in the Netherlands. <laughs> they, must really, they must be really looking to like learn English cadences. In something, our, yeah. In our very yeah. professional radio voices. <laughs> I actually just heard something funny. Hmm. You know, me and my obsession with Howard Stern. Oh. He was throwing a fit. Oh. Because Sirius just came out and said that they're the number one podcast station. What? And he was... He got demoted? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Howard Stern is actually a podcast because he's not on terrestrial terrestrial radio. So even even Howard Stern... He is extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial is, is just a podcast, so... Well, I mean, I think all podcasts are really kind of modeled after Howard Stern. Right? Well, at least ours is. <laughs> Charmy, <laughs> I mean, whole, Charmy Holly Cakes. Of, <laughs> that whole kind of radio show kind yeah. of feel, it's all, I mean, podcasts are just that. Mm-hmm. Poor Howard. Not all podcasts have voice actors and bits like we've oh, yes. tried no. to have. Well, not so great this season. Hey, it was I fine. Lo- I, I love you know what? Waters. We've always tried to do something different. And interesting and fun. So, yeah. at the end of the day, if we've got our single listener and the two of us <laughs> laughing at ourselves, <laughs> then it's all been worth it. It's all been worth it. But it has been a very long countdown to Christmas. I think for me, a lot of like self-inflicted pain. Because <laughs> you've watched almost every movie, I've watched every premiere, quite a few, and I'm not yeah. sure why. You're working something out internally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, and yeah. that's okay. Sure, it's the hard work. It's the hard, it's the work. hard work. It pays off. <laughs> it's a no frills episode, season three finale of Home for Hallmark. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. So I can't wait for you to take me on a guided tour of this movie because... <laughs> well, only the uh, all, all up to the last 15 minutes. Well, I did watch the last 15 Okay, minutes, Okay, so. so I'm in charge until then. Uh-huh. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Um, it, it's a, a, about a play. It's a, so it's very it's a much, TV movie it's a t- about a real-life <laughs> written play. Right. About the drama and mystery around a poem. Yeah, well, and who wrote it? And I don't know if you remember, but our season finale last year was a movie about a play. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this, it's a, it's a, a, apparently a big long running controversy in upstate New York about whether Troy, New York, Troy, New York, about who wrote the poem "Twas the night before Christmas, which was originally entitled a visit from St. Nicholas. Um, and the credit is currently, 
um, given to Clarence Claremont Moore. Um, but the great, 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 great granddaughter of Henry Major Henry Livingston claims that he actually wrote it. So that's basically, I guess, the foundation of the movie. So Morgan and is the leading female. Can I just can I give you my synopsis that I texted <laughs> our our dear friend? Uh, please. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> One moment. <laughs> Hold, please. <laughs> a famous actress wants to be serious, so she decides she wants to be a director. And the producer of this one-night Christmas Eve-only show wouldn't produce unless the director cast his hand-model girlfriend as the lead. It's about two lawyers representing two authors of Twas the Night Before Christmas poem, but then magically, the real authors from 1800 just keep showing up. And the director is like, oh, okay, they're, <laughs> they're in character. I don't know who they are, though. Hand but I'm going to let him walk on my stage. Yeah. Hand model actor, or hand model can't act, so director makes her re recite lines while building a gingerbread house, <laughs> and then magically, she's Meryl Streep. <laughs> but the 1800s aren't following the line, so now they are doing a dress rehearsal in front of a Broadway producer, <laughs> but hand model is having to improv. It's mm. god-awful. <laughs> and the response I got was, just remember, somebody got paid to write that. <laughs> so, yes. Somebody got paid. That's what I direct. That's what I took from the movie. But continue. Well, hey, we've got Morgan. I mean, I think that sums it up. <laughs> Morgan is the serious. Well, Morgan is the famous actor who decides to be famous or serious in your synopsis. Yeah. And so she's going to direct this one night only <laughs> play because she doesn't have to pay rent or anything. And and so she's turning down all of these acting gigs. Right. Because this acting is not her serious. New, her, no, obviously not. She's following her new dream. Um. And a couple of years before, she was in a movie with Connor, who she has asked to be the lead male mm -hmm. in this movie. He's uh, been divorced for a couple of years, has a daughter, seven-year-old daughter. And apparently, he also went to law school. So we'll get to that. But um. <laughs> When he wasn't studying his lines, he was studying for the LSAT. <laughs> <laughs> well, we find out he just accidentally became an actor because it's really easy to accidentally become a famous actor, right? I mean, I mean all the especially with those looks. <laughs> He got swooped right up from the the uh, the oh. mall the mall kiosk <laughs> for three easy payments of four ninety nine. We'll oh. guarantee to make you a model. <laughs> well, and we find out that in the movie, and it was some Christmas movie, Christmas Cupid or some shit like that. And in their movie together, they had apparently some magical on screen kiss because that's one of the first things that her pesky friend mentions. But um, hand models named Nina. Mm -hmm. um hand model actress uh gingerbread house chef i think she's uh we could classify her then there's jefferson um i didn't even remember his name who's the, the producer. producer um and he's the only guy that would produce the play um and again because his girlfriend would be in it so but then we find out he doesn't actually like the play as it's written he wants there to be more good guy bad guy and he wants there to be more romance so what is it like three days before they open or five days before they open? She's rewriting the whole, the yeah. whole fucking thing, um, which is really realistic. Uh, As the, so she wrote it. She's directing it. Mm -hmm. And now she's rewriting it. Yes. Yeah. And dun, 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 on their first full run through three days before opening. Have you ever been in a show that had their first full run through three days before opening? Brad? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very professional. <laughs> I was actually in a production of Sweeney Todd and our performance was also our first 
full run through, but that's a totally different story. Um, well, you're always casting really high quality caliber <laughs> high quality. theater. I, I, <laughs> you're I, always I in demand for those, <laughs> always in demand at those types of shows. Anyway, um, so we are in the middle of a rewrite of the play. And this is where we find out that Connor went to law school because he's going to help her research um, the controversy of who really wrote it. And so, Well, he's go, getting in character, right? Because right, he, he's, he's not he's, just using the lines. No. He's got to go to the library right. and, and do backstory. Because he's representing Clarence, Clarence, whatever the fuck his name Moore. is. Moore. <laughs> um, and so he's got to get in character. And so that's where we find out he accidentally didn't become a lawyer because he became an actor. And so... Um, but then there's this little bit about how she's having trouble putting the romance in. Do you remember that part? Yeah. So tell me something romantic, she says to him. <laughs> I'll tell you something romantic. That online kiss was, or that on-screen kiss was my best on on-screen kiss. So yes, I, I missed that. Oh, it was. I'm well, back. I'm just. Thinking, you're lucky. I'm just thinking of Nina. <laughs> Well, it's funny you mention it because... And then I will say this line like so, and perhaps it will sound good. That's, that's yeah. That was essentially her acting. Well, until... Until, until Gingerbread. Yeah. Because Gingerbread really... Morgan and Connor are having a heart-to-heart -heart with her about the fact... That she sucks really hard. <laughs> right. She goes later in... After after the revelation, the the mind exploding performance of Nina assembling gingerbread while um, reciting her lines, <laughs> something about like her father taught her how to associate behavior with things. Yeah. So Co Morgan's father was a cognitive psychologist who's now dead, of course, because you have to have that. Yeah. But and and that's actually a trick. So that's that's how I studied in college. I was a doodler. Do you know those people who doodle on their notes? Well, I always thought I, doodlers were like sociopaths. <laughs> well, who says that we're yeah. not? But I would remember parts of the lecture based on what I was doodling at that moment. The, the, so that there is a connection to your brain. But of course, I love it that it's gingerbread houses. But um, so then, what does that mean? Like, what is she with fake gingerbread making while she's on stage? Well, she or? was looking. She was what? looking at a photo of it. <laughs> there was a photo tucked into her files. And how about the scene? Was there really? Wait. Uh huh. No. Yes. When oh she was god. up there, there was a yeah. Oh my god. And she was touching it like longing, <laughs> like trying to invoke the <laughs> the spirit of the gingerbread into her performance. Well, did you do you remember the scene where she's she's making gingerbread houses in the hotel suite and the producer comes in and it, it should have been like a pseudo sexy scene, but she's making gingerbread and he's like, "What are you doing? I'm learning my lines." <laughs> I don't. Ugh. That's so bad. <laughs> and I don't understand. I guess. This is where I can't believe I'm going to say this. Without the romance aspect in these movies, I find them to be painstaking. Oh, they're terrible. And it's well, they're terrible. <laughs> right, but it's yeah. When you look online and these these message boards, yeah, people are like, love it. We have to watch it again. Love these new storylines. So again, I'm struggling because while I appreciate the concerted effort on Hallmark trying to do something different, yeah. It seems to be working for the people that come home from work every day and pop on the Hallmark channel from five to nine and watch two TV movies and then go to bed. Right. It's shaking it up for them. Yeah. Right. But if you have to watch them. And for me, I'm, it's gone so far left. I'm not saying that we have to have the cookie cutter story every time, but 
I'm going to say it, that there are some elements towards the latter half of this season of Countdown to Christmas. We talked about it in the beginning with, you know, our little baby book and, you know, the predictability of things Mm -hmm. that that has been now removed. Well, I mean, to to be fair, this movie does have that arc. I mean, you've got. Connor is now divorced and she's single and well, you've got that romantic you've got the connection tropes. there. Yeah. But, but th- this has nothing. There's the two of them don't come together enough for, for it, it to be make, a big happy ending. for to yeah. make any sense. <laughs> I mean, not that these movies right. ever tend to make sense, but, but they made their own sense because they were the, they were the same every time. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're looking for that in this movie, you know, you're not getting any sort of connection between the two. And an hour, you're an hour and 15 minutes into this movie. Also, where I struggle with this is I understand the escapism that they're supposed to invoke. But the more that we analyze them, it's like all that sticks out for me is these blatant inaccuracies. I mean, we saw it clearly last week. I don't claim to know anything really about the quote unquote entertainment industry. But you've got somebody who is a B-list actor mm-hmm. of some sort who yeah. has a slogan catchphrase that when she walks down the square, people you know, recognize people her. are recognizing yeah. and her. calling her by her character's name. So she's got some level yeah. of fame yeah. in this world. She's got enough clout that she's got an agent. Mm-hmm. She's got connections with producers for funding to do these side projects. And she- these are things that people are are waiting tables. Right. In LA for 10 years trying to get. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so it makes, to me, it made no sense that one, they're doing a one night only right. production of anything. <laughs> Two, yeah. she wrote this thing. She's yep. directing this thing. Mm-hmm. She cast the lead characters, <laughs> but she doesn't know 90% of the other cast. Like yeah. she doesn't even know who they are. Where are they? Oh, I don't know. Maybe he does, they don't have a phone. And they're apparently not at the first read-through. Right. Right. Um, so you got that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the fact that you've got a quote-unquote Broadway producer. A, bi- a big one. Yeah. Sylvia Valentino coming to scope this out for an off-Broadway run. Right. It's a hit. this is a hit and then on top of that you've got again connor who's also an actor Mm -hmm. of some and he's got a new gig in what czechoslovakia right everybody that's involved in this local production Mm -hmm. of this one night only performance has some something else to do you've got you've got her morgan's best friend who has to go now to la because she got a part Mm -hmm. now after more or nina does a wonderful monologue she gets swept away to the second lead in a movie which by the way when Mm -hmm. jefferson was recording that yeah it was a cell phone case with foam in it (laughs) (laughs) which brings us to this part in the movie which is just the true ridiculousness of this story this play yes ladies and gentlemen the facts of this case are centuries old So I have sent a subpoena back in time to the great beyond, requesting the very spirit of Major Henry Livingston Jr. himself. Your Honor, aside from my obvious objection to calling witnesses that aren't even alive, I object to counsel's delusions that they even have the ability. Let's see where this goes. 
Counselor, call your next witness. Your Honor, I call the spirit of Major Henry Livingston, Jr. The spirit of Major Henry Livingston, Jr. Right. So right there. <laughs> that so, was the best CGI of the season. Oh, uh, well, it was so it was good. great. It was really great. It was good CGI. But yeah. then again, Morgan, mm. you wrote this. You're the director. Yeah. And she's surprised. And she's like, oh, how did that happen? And this is three days before opening. Right. And then from <laughs> that, from that one scene, mm-hmm. Nina again now becomes Meryl Streep. She goes from hand model. Community theater. Played in community theater too. Secondly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people accidentally become actors in this movie. <laughs> it seems <laughs> so to be, easy. Seems to be very easy to become famous. Well, and I mean, I think we've in talked the world to of an, Hallmark. Ra- well, we've talked to enough actors in this pod on this podcast to know they're they're making things happen. Like they have to make their own luck, really. Right? They're always out there hustling to make stuff happen. Well, you know, I guess it. I would say. <laughs> This is not to discredit our friends that have been in Hallmark movies, but they do make, what, 200 movies a year? I feel like you get in that roster, you get on that list of, there's a good chance that you're getting some kind of part once a year on in a Hallmark movie. I mean, it's great. Yeah, good it for them. Great. It is great. Yeah. I mean, and now Hallmark's got, I don't know if you've seen them, the opening in January, they've got Annie McDowell in a mm-hmm. series coming out. Um, and then I remembered that even when she was really famous, she wasn't that great of an actress, so I don't know. She's famous, but yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so back to the movie. So anyway, this is where the, now this is this was actually good acting. The ghosts, the actors that did the ghosts were yeah. Let's look absolute, at their credits. They were the best yeah, actors of the season. They definitely have some like Shakespeare. Oh yeah, they've got the accents and they've got the posture and they've got it's good. Um, <laughs> so we've got that, and Sylvia loves it. Um, and Sylvia's going to go ahead and and maybe produce it off Broadway, right? But she's got to go do her thing. And then Nina drops out because she's become second lead. So what the hell is going to happen now? Oh, we, oh, Morgan, Morgan is so, no, no, it's, we don't even have an understudy. We couldn't afford one. And then of course the best friend that abandoned her at the beginning Mm -hmm, of the movie mm -hmm. now has returned to cheer her on. To star in her own play. Right. And so Morgan agrees. And it's because Connor shows up with his seven-year-old daughter who is dancing around the stage and. What did, what did Morgan say something about? My dad always said, you do theater because you, you love, love it. it. Yes. Order, order. <laughs> well, that's, you know, now we're at 15 minutes to the ending. Well. So now you're in charge. Well, and so there's. <laughs> oh, I do want to say one thing. How much did Morgan look like AOC in costume? Well, I'm sure that there was, there was probably. <laughs> right? Yeah. Didn't she though? Yeah, she looked good. Yeah. I mean, they definitely said, all right, your color for this movie is red. Everything yeah. she was in was some. Yeah. She looked just like AFC. And and there were there were, I guess again, I'll retract. There were some elements of the we expect there was the although it was not done well. <laughs> they were decorated. That was the other thing. So Morgan is staying where? Where at, was at a, it wasn't she yeah, they were at a bed at breakfast. And that was like with the pesky yeah, manager. Innkeeper lady. Yeah. What was her name? But, Hilda. Oh sure. But then <laughs> why 
how did Connor end up? Well, because Hilda thought he was staying in a shitty hotel, um, at a terrible hotel. So she just basically manipulated him into coming to stay at her bed and breakfast. And then, yeah, and baking gingerbread. His, right. his gingerbread were houses the, were the star of the show. Well, <laughs> when have you ever baked a gingerbread house for a bake sale? Yeah, no. Um, but also, they were the only two occupants at said bed and breakfast. There was no, because they Except were. Except the, the one breakfast. <laughs> the, the dining room was full, right? But yeah, but no. they were left responsible for decorating the tree, oh, yeah. for the decorating thing. the lobby. Then they there was some. They're going to a Christmas costume contest. Victor- no, the no, Victorian, Victorian stroll. Stroll, yeah. Where they were drinking, it looked like they were drinking like frozen hot chocolate. Did you see that part? It was just a cup of whipped cream, and and, and she, she was, was stiff. Well, she was like stick. sucking it with a, a cinnamon stick. It was so gross. I was like, it was so right? gross. I was actually expecting you to say something about, about the something gross stuff. about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so delicious now. Mm. <laughs> she was really going to town on that cinnamon stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the drink itself wasn't keeping her warm, so she needed a little like she... something spicy in her mouth. <laughs> By spicy, you know. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, 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 I know. So, right. So now it's the performance. Also, there was something about how elaborate the set was. There was? <laughs> about how elaborate the set was? Yeah, it was, it was the, like two tables and a couple it, of Christmas trees. Well, I think it goes back to, it was something about, maybe it was with Sylvia when she was like complimenting Morgan, like, oh, a director of your caliber. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, the blocking... They, they just sat at two tables. Mm-hmm. It was a, a one-act play. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. This was a one-act play. Yeah, because at intermission, the jury deliberates. Yeah, the audience members that yeah. they've pre-selected um, decide the fate. Mm-hmm. So they get through. The play is off to a great start. People are, apl- I mean, this is like, this is a Broadway show. I mean, we're it's watching. Like Hamilton. We're walking, watching Wicked. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the ghost of Christmas more shows up mm-hmm. christmas more <laughs> well right whatever his name is he he makes another except it was supposed to be livingston right more shows up right. i saw that livingston part. yeah he's occupied more oh. shows up <laughs> in this elaborate you know again for a community theater nobody seems to think anything of the fact that this man just in the chair yeah. <laughs> the, the, the sparkles the, and the yeah. lights are going up the, and down. The, the woman that's playing the the woman that's playing the the judge is like <laughs> she had like three lines in just like facial expressions like hmm? but she did those hmm? good she did those good man <laughs> and and so he shows up this is what i also what drove me nuts mm-hmm. was that again the ghosts of moore and livingston were not part of the show. No. So no. there's element of improv of whether they show up or not. <laughs> but then when he shows up at the final time and she she decides that she's going to cross-examine. Again, she wrote this, but she's going off book mm. to cross-examine mm-hmm. this man. And then it's this total like they broke the fourth wall because he's <laughs> like referring to her in as like the, not the play actor, but the movie. Like oh, the movie actress. Right. And Miss oh. Miss Daly, you know, haven't people said things about you that weren't <laughs> true? And you know, your relationship with Connor and no, nobody, nobody was phased by this. They just thought it was all part of the story. <laughs> well, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief anytime you watch any of these movies. 
A lot of it. Sure. This movie. My should. favorite part was the ghosts. I love a good ghost. Yeah. Yeah. I love a good ghost. But if you know it's a ghost. Right. Right. There was no acknowledgement that like maybe something magical is going on here. It was just like, oh, no, they're part of the show. I don't know what this <laughs> phone number is. They're just they're cosplay actors. <laughs> Who just fucking Victorian they, cosplay? Yeah, they just pop up on stage. They just poof, they appear. <laughs> and, okay, yeah, great. Did they they, they take it real seriously. David Copperfield was definitely a consultant on this movie for those special effects. But so yes, so then Moore is found to be the true author. Oh, um, Morgan flubs mm. her her case. You know, mm. allows him to to wah, wah. right, and um, they take their vows. Mm-hmm. Again, the curtain closes. Sylvia has now come back. Oh, I thought she had to be in Venice. Oh, she came back. Oh, oh, oh she no, she was going to Venice. She oh. she was going to be in Venice that night. Oh, got it. Okay. So she comes back, and instead of a Broadway, instead of an offer to go off Broadway, she offers to sponsor this play annually in Troy, New York. <laughs> That's a much more appropriate uh, yeah. response. Yeah. And so, oh. so Morgan decides that, you know, this is her new life and her agent is going to make sure that he finds her more meaningful work. Because um, he promised her father he would take care of her. Right. Yeah. Not just financially. Right. So essentially this agent has just been pimping her out <laughs> to make money off for her. And then Connor decides Isn't again. what agents do? Yeah, Connor's decided that he's going to, Return to the path of becoming, you know, presuming his law degree mm. in New York City, which mm. will keep him and the New York bar not not a low right, not a low. Him and Morgan will be you know close together so that they can continue this annual tradition. They look yes. up. Morgan looks up in the rafters, sees the two ghosts up there disappear. Oh. Is that when she finally believes in magic? No, no, no. There's oh. no acknowledgement of it. He just <laughs> Livingston shows up next to Moore and says, you dirty rascal, you sent, you told me the Christmas party was tonight. And some joke about, well, I'll get you next year. <laughs> and again, Morgan and Connor don't have, so we know that there's, we know that there is some on-screen chemistry, which mm -hmm. you're an actor, good for you. Well, there was, there was the scene too where, there should have been a kiss. It, it, actually, I was kind of like, what the, f like, why wouldn't you put a they kiss went, in there? Well, that was, well, it's because that was, she was, she still had the cinnamon stick in her mouth. <laughs> her oral fixation. <laughs> they tried, I guess I should say, they tried for the offstage right. chemistry, but they, it just, they yeah. fucked it but up. But anyway, at the end, they emerged holding hands from the theater. So we've now decided that mm, they are. They're a couple. They're a couple. Okay. He says, well, I thought you didn't date actors. She says, well, you played a, an attorney so convincingly. <laughs> and you know, I'm going to go back. Don't you just kiss me already. <laughs> the end. The end. That was, twas <sighs> the night before Christmas. I'll give it, you know, it's kind of a cool concept. I can't imagine seeing that play um, if it actually exists. But mm. Well, um, especially not if Morgan directs it. <laughs> but... Uh, that was the last movie for this season mm. of Home uh, for Hallmark, this Countdown to Christmas. So how many snowflakes do you give it? You liked it more than I did. I did like it. I liked it more than you did because I really liked the actors that played the... And I like a good ghost story. Um, I don't mind a good... 
I have come to appreciate some of the movies that have the magical element to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know the movie last year with the train ticket. Yeah, that really was, enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, but how many snowflakes? I, I'm gonna give it one. Oh, you're gonna give it one. I'm gonna give. Well, <laughs> I mean, I usually, I usually give. I mean, I, I've given our best movie if it's only gotten a three from me, right? I, Maybe a four. I don't keep track. Yeah, I mean, I really, I liked the acting of the ghosts, and I loved the ghost part. Well, I I'm, liked the ghost part. I was going to say, I'm giving it a one snowflake. <laughs> so are you trying to peer pressure me to give you a two? I think you, Okay, yeah. okay. I'll give it two. Okay. One for each ghost. Perfect. Okay. And and for the can- the cinnamon stick. <laughs> <laughs> that cocoa looked delicious. Yeah, keep a, keep a jar of fresh cinnamon sticks in your kitchen, and <laughs> you will have a very, very Merry Christmas. Christmas. Today is the start of Hanukkah yay! and the end of Countdown to Christmas. Oh, yay. <laughs> Even double yay. Yay, yay. So, happy Hanukkah to or all the of nuka, our, as, or Hanukkah. Hanukkah. <laughs> yep. Who was that that did that on the cameo? Who was that? Oh, God. Who was that? <laughs> who was that He was famous? super famous. Yeah, Smokey Robinson. Smokey Robinson. <laughs> happy Hanukkah. Happy Chanukah. <laughs> and I don't know what. What's Chanukah? All right. <laughs> but. Oh, poor Smokey. It's been a year, literally a year of Christmas for us both Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of new ways, but we've got to thank Kristen Seavey. Many, many thanks. Emma Shelley. Many, many thanks. Oh, so many thanks. Yes. Um, We had Corey Lynn, Dr. Mm -hmm. Corey Lynn on last week for our funny optometry movie. Thank you. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, David Kay, as usual. Um, Thank you, Chris Polenta. (laughs) Again, for um, joining, for joining us, us again this season. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Barbie Waters. Oh, poor Barbie. I know. She, she, got, she got the short she, end of that she got sent, stick. She got sent over to cover some coverage in Afghanistan or oh, Ukraine, Ukraine or something. <laughs> we wish her well. You missed my joke. I said she got the short end of the cinnamon stick. Oh, that's because she gnawed away at it. <laughs> <laughs> we, just threw, we just threw her the used cinnamon sticks that Morgan, Morgan topped off. But... <laughs> So yes, it's been a year of Christmas. Mm. Molly, should we tell people where we're headed? I think we should. I think we owe them that much. Right. Don't you think? So this year has been a year of Christmas. And so we are truly treating ourselves mm. to some warm, warm weather. Aquamarine waters. Mm. Of the tropical Caribbean? Are we telling them that much? Yeah. Okay. okay. Woohoo. So, so when you hear from us next, listener, we will... Be tanned and warm. Drinking a pina colada. Ass in the sand. Isn't that a song? (laughs) I don't know. Is it? With some fun, new, exciting adventures on the horizon. Yay. So until then, we wish you all a very happy and healthy Christmas, New Year. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. (laughs) Whatever you celebrate. Ramadan. (laughs) Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. (laughs) Um, But again, thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Thank you. Goodbye.